0: baby spud here i've met a lot of people and i played some too and there's one thing i know people like to talk <laughs> it's the spudcast that's where you at hey where baby? How y'all making this evening thanks for joining me here on the spudcast podcast as i'm talking out my ass with scott sullivan a uh, young and upcoming filmmaker and his new film that's out, Trigger Girl, gonna be opening up soon, and a friend of mine was in it, turned me on to Scott. So we're having a nice conversation about how the newbies can come around to make their independent films here in the state of Louisiana. Scott Sullivan on the Spudcast talking about my ask right after this. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market, or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Okay, so we're talking to filmmaker Scott Sullivan, local filmmaker. Although, you know, Scott, I, I hate, I hate hearing the word local actor. Oh, I'm a local actor. I'm here. I live here, and I'm from here. But I got international credits. You know what I mean? So sometimes that stuff gets up on my nerves.
1: Preach, preach.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like I know. I mean, I I've heard your name. I know you got a new film coming out, um, and that's what we're going to talk about. Is is uh, Louisiana filmmakers? I mean, I ran for the state house many moons ago, strictly to uh, improve the film industry and hopefully attract more films here. And while it did do that, all it's doing is attracting people from out of state to come in here and take our gigs. So, uh, wow. you know, especially stunt men. I got stunt men are going, man. All these Florida stunt men come in. And, like, ten of them will uh, will rent, you know, share the rent on a one-bedroom apartment so they can get a Louisiana driver's license and prove that they live here. And then the next thing you know, well, so.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. How can you compete with that?
0: Well, that makes me go to you, Scott Sullivan. Uh, What made (laughs) you think that you could compete with all these yahoos uh, who are trying to make movies? I mean, you're just just a little local nobody. Step out the way and... uh, and let's make. Uh, let us show you how it's done.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, and it's uh, it's very easy to fall into that that thinking. Um, but I've always, I've always held the vision out in front of myself, and um, there's no difference between us and them. And if we continue to believe that, then we've already lost. Uh, but it all comes down to, um, and, and you know this, um, we've got to put out good product, and we have to have yeah. people. On both ends, the the business and the creative side, to 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 make sure that our product makes sense creatively and in the business world, because it takes both to uh, to sustain things. And so that's what we're kind of working towards. And um, you know, we we're uniquely us, and that's something that uh, as as much as I love Hollywood, they'll never be us, and we'll never be them. True, uh, but we have to figure out how to be as good of us as we can possibly
0: be. Well, the thing of it is, though, Scott, is one of the main things is that nobody treats this like a business. I mean, when I, okay, I got my master's degree in acting and dramatic theory and design and prop building and history, all that kind of stuff, from LSU. Uh, and my major professor from was from the uh, Mark Taper Forum. He ran the Improvisational Theater Project. I learned massive amounts of stuff from him. He recognized the talent that I had and shaped it And drew out better performances than I would have done on my own. But it's a business, and they don't teach you that. They got MFA programs there where they teach you how to be a they teach you how to be a professional actor. But being a professional actor or 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 a producer or director, it's a business, and they don't teach you the business. You go out there on your own, and you you got to take five, ten years, and half. You know how many people do you know? Who go out in the real world and the next thing you know, in five years, they're back teaching, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's the, that's the story of 99% of us, right? Um, it's, uh, and, 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 and here, from my experience, the, the business side of it is, is largely esoteric to most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, a clear way to do business in film, um, and you, you spend any amount of time in hollywood and you'll, you'll quickly understand that uh, it's just finding ways it really it's about taking the time to talk to people who are interested in the business of it um so we can figure things out because there's a lot of um there's a lot of ways that the film business is similar to other businesses that thrive right here in louisiana that we can begin to wrap our heads around yeah but conversations. And then we have to start creating those relationships, uh, both within the state, the nation and globally, um, that can help us achieve those goals. Because, uh, you know, film is one of those things that can't stay in your backyard, it's got to grow. True,
0: but you know what happened here with with the, uh, with the the tax credits, because that's what I ran for the state house strictly to improve the film industry. I lost the race, but I I won the I won the war lost the battle because I lost the race. But people Thank took you. my ideas and they turned it into the tax credits. But then right out of the bat, somebody starts messing with them and corrupting them. And then like what? The first the first film commissioner we had went to jail. I mean, we have a good one now, but it's like it's still people are figuring out a way to to step around so that folks like you who are from here, grow up here, who want to stay here. But you want to do the business of Hollywood. It It's it's. It should be a whole lot easier, and it just seems to me like it's, it's, it's as or more difficult than, than what people think, and that's why, that's why it chases a lot of the talented folks away.
1: What, what year was that when you, were, uh, when you were running?
0: Oh, God, let's see. My, my middle child, who will turn 23 in January, was an infant. Uh-huh. So it's just, it, that was the seat that uh, David Vitter vacated when he, uh, when he won seat in Congress. So okay. it it was that long ago. Like
1: late nineties,
0: right? Yeah. Around, okay. Now it was All ninety. Right. Let's see, 97, 99. It was nineteen ninety nine yeah. and into into two thousand. So.
1: Okay. All right. Gotcha. That's yeah,
0: enough. I'm old. I'm old, Scott. I'm old. I'm probably Mom. old enough to be your daddy. I can tell you that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You you might be, Or, uh, you know, an older <laughs> brother. <may> but <be. laughs> <laughs> I'll be your uncle, Uncle Spud. That'd be me. So, but what, what, what drew, what drew you to the film industry anyway, man? When, I mean, I,
1: I, you know, I mean, you're, you're creative, uh, you, you can't, it's something that I ran from forever, man. I, I, I grew up, you know, as a kid knowing somehow I wanted to do this. Um, but then again, it was never, nobody ever talked to me about the viability of it uh, or that it was realistic to mm-hmm. Pursue this, and uh, not a lot has changed, unfortunately. But um, I came to a point in my life and my career where I was like, if I don't do this, uh, it will be equivalent to uh, to death almost for me. Um, there was just so much, and there is so much passion in my soul when it comes to being creative, to telling stories, to uh, to helping others develop and tell their stories, and 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 spreading this create creativity throughout you know, all known known parts of the earth, uh, there's just no way I could not do this. I I started out as a writer, uh, went to school for screenwriting and, um, that's still my number one passion, but quickly found that, um, you could, you could literally spend your entire life waiting for somebody to make your script.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I got two out there that everybody who's read them go, man, these are great stories. Nobody will buy them though. Maybe they'll wait, they'll wait for my, uh, they wait for it to uh, my my thing at this. The writers go to expire, and they'll steal them and make them themselves. I don't know. And that's not like <laughs> yeah. that. Don't happen every day. So
1: yeah, I mean, then you realize that the people you're pitching to, they've got uh, five or ten of their own scripts that they've written. In yeah. the
0: way <laughs> they, well, that's so what I try I'll to tell. Be. I try to tell young actors that when they're picking an agent. I said, first things first, you you've got to get an agent. Nobody's going to take you seriously. Unless it's somebody like you, Scott, who notices somebody, go, I got a perfect role in my movie for him. Don't need, don't care if he's got an agent or not. And then use that credit to go get you an agent because nobody's going to treat you like a pro. But the bottom line is I tell young agents, young uh, actors that go see who they represent. Go to their face, their web, Facebook page or their web page, and see some of the people, because you're going to be competing against them too. And I've known agencies that will scoop somebody up just to keep them out of the loop, because they've spent five years on somebody who's like the same type, you know. So yeah. they got money and time invested in somebody, and they'll just scoop you up, and and all of a sudden you won't get any calls or everything you go for is one day wonders and things like that. And that's what I mean when I say it. you got to treat it like a business, because yeah. I mean. I hate to say it, but all's fair in love and war, and as long as they don't do anything illegal, you you know you gotta you gotta watch out for number one. That that's true, and I mean, but that also speaks
1: um, to the the opportunity that that we have here. Um, if we can we can take it. You know the, the line you you go to Hollywood, man. The the line is so long out there, man. People that have been waiting to get a shot, uh, and there's a long line here as well, but. Things like agents, I, I know there are agents around here in Louisiana. I don't know a lot of them, but it's it's ripe for somebody to, to take over and and maybe take over some of this talent that's, mm-hmm. that right here.
0: Um, yeah, I was with that, I was with Claudia Spiker, and then when she passed, you know, uh, a lot of clients went to um, People Store, but there's a very good agency, Action Talent Agency, out of Jackson, Mississippi. That's yeah. that, that's a good agency too, but you know. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you need an agent as a director? You just, I'm just going to make my own stuff and I don't need any of that.
1: Well, um, the, there's a yes and no answer to that, I guess. Um, yes, I would love to have an agent, uh, because I've seen what good agents can do for someone's career. Um, also, uh, I won't wait to get an agent to try to, to make my own way. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, the bottom line here in Louisiana, film as much as we've done, we're still a startup, and we have to. I think we have to take that mindset and be willing to invest certain things with a with a clear goal in mind, of course. Uh, But we we've got to start investing heavily if we want to see this move to a different level. And it's um,
0: not all just money, it's time and talent, but the fact is, I mean, you oh, yeah. you can have all the money in the world and have no talent, and you can have all the talent in the world and have no money, so you got to work, walk, all right, what we're going to do is step away for a second, and sure. when we come back here, we're going to talk about your film that's premiering this weekend, what it's about, how can people see it, who all's in it, why did you write this kind of story, and what did, you know, some of the steps you had to go through to make it, all right, so... Um, Hang on, folks. Uh, It's the Spudcast podcast talking on my ass with Scott Sullivan back right after this. Uh-oh, that doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504 301 and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the home team advantage by calling 504 301 or go to hometeamelevation.com. And we're back talking to filmmaker Scott Sullivan. Where are you born and raised at, Scott?
1: Well, uh, originally born in New Orleans, Louisiana.
0: New Orleans. I'm a Gonzales yeah. boy myself from in the yeah, middle. Right. But you've been all over the place? I mean, you grew up in the state? or you um, Army brat? What's the deal? No, I um, I, I, I actually, I went to, uh,
1: I moved to Baton Rouge in about 91, 92. So I went to most of middle school and high school here, I uh, ended up graduating from LSU. Uh, so Baton Rouge has really become home for me mm-hmm. in a sense, um, but you know, I still have, uh, New Orleans still has a, a very special place in my heart, it's, it's one of those cities you can't get rid of.
0: No, you can't. I mean, I grew up closer to Baton Rouge and that was in my heart and I worked, I worked at the Grand, I went got my masters from LSU. I worked at a comedy club there for a couple of years before I went on the road. I married a Metri girl. So guess what oh. <laughs> guess where I'm gonna live for the rest of my days yeah
1: might as well right well
0: you can't drag them out of- my wife has never had a piece of mail delivered that didn't say Metairie on it her entire <laughs> life you know even <laughs> when we ran from uh, from the storm it was forwarded with Metairie on it so <laughs> so I'm, I'm you know when they say ball and chain I'm ball and chain to metric I don't say I'm gonna get get out of there ever. But oh, let's man. let's talk about your film. But well, tell tell us about it. Tell us the title and the, the stars and this you know give us some plot line there and why we should go see it.
1: Well, the the name of the film is Trigger Girl. Um, it's starring uh, this very brilliant guy who you might know, Leo Honeycutt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was telling me that I was talking to him when he gave me your number. He said, "I don't even know why they asked me to be in it. No, my name's like at the top billing." I went. Hey, you know it's it's another career for you, Leo, starting late in life. What the hell? You can be Grandma Moses of the movie industry, you know. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, he, he's a he's a humble guy, but I tell you, anybody that watches that film is totally blown away by his performance. Um, and he he definitely uh, he missed the calling in life in that respect, but he's he's going for it now. It's never too late. Yeah, really. Uh, well, yeah, and then we we have Madeline Reed. Uh, Who's, uh,
0: I don't know her, but I know that name. Yeah, she's actually uh, she's from uh, Denham
1: Springs, which is right outside of Baton Rouge. Um, but she went to school in New Orleans, and uh, she's uh, she's actually living out in Hollywood right now. But um, this was uh, this is one of her this was her first lead role, the mm-hmm. uh, feature, and um, she she sent me an audition tape, blew me away, and then got on set. And just elevated the role beyond belief, a very difficult part. Um, And she, in my opinion, she nailed it. And it's not just my opinion. Others others have given that feedback as well. Um, And then we have Trisha Pruitt, uh, who has worked with me on many projects. She's from Baton Rouge, uh, a very pure actress, actress. sweet gal but if you see her in this film you'd be like wait a minute who is that
0: uh she's one of those people that that sometimes scare themselves about the the roles that they're able to pull out of themselves and especially film is kind of strange you know it's one thing to do a play because in a play it it starts at the beginning goes all the way through so you're able to build up stuff whereas in film work i mean you got to be peaches and creams for these takes and then two hours later in new makeup and, and you know your demon spawn crawling out of the depths of hell you know dragging dead animals with you so
1: yeah yeah you're right because we're shooting totally out of order um and you just got to be ready to go mm-hmm. you know i'll i'll shoot scene two and then right after that i'll be like all right let's hop to scene uh you know 41 let's go action you know and then, the the actors were so well prepared that that, that allowed them space for the creativity, um, but but you're absolutely right. This is this is a lot different from uh, from uh, theater. Which um, Madeline, yeah. she came from a theatrical background. Which uh, I'm starting to notice actors that go from theater to film. Uh, I mean, they've got some sort of advantage. It's ridiculous. But um, well,
0: the thing of it is, I okay. So I have a master's degree. In theater, I didn't walk on a stage till I was seventeen, and I went straight into college studying theater, then straight to LSU studying acting specifically, and, and design and other things. But I did this movie. Uh, the guy who directed it played Coco in uh, Cool Hand Luke, and oh, wow. and he he had cast me in some like one line movie or something. I read for this thing. It was a remake of the old Alan Ladd movie, uh, This Gun for Hire. It had Robert Wagner in it. It was a good flick. And I got a co-starring role. And he. there's this scene in a car, and, and I, we got we got Robert Wagner cornered somewhere, and then this is when you find out I'm a bad guy. I'm on the take because I'm my boss, who's bribing me, is wanting me to kill this guy. And I go sit in the car, and I do the scene with him. And uh, Lou Antonio pulls me out, cut, pulls me out into the thing, and he just goes, look, I cast you because I know the intensity that you can have as an actor. I can. T- I see your stage training. But you need to remember, on the stage, you go out there and claim your space. In film, the camera defines your space. So go back in there with the same intensity that you have, but realize you raise an eyebrow and you're screaming at people. With that, if you start going over the top, it's like a bad Captain Kirk episode. And that one piece of advice or direction that he gave me literally changed my whole outlook about about acting and the techniques you need to involve yourself with
1: I mean that's 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 priceless advice it's it's ironic uh and i've I've learned this through directing that yes less is more it's those it's the ability the ability to to let the subtleties of something come out naturally mm-hmm. and It blows audiences
0: away. It blows me as a director away. Um, And that is is a difference between those two two platforms, uh, film versus theater. All right, tell me me about your movie now. What's the story?
1: um,
0: Make um, make these listeners want to go and pay to buy a ticket to see this flick.
1: this, This is a film about redeeming one's soul. And it's told through the lens of a detective who has covered his pain for all of his life. And he gets drawn into a case and little does he know that this case is is gonna end up healing him more than anything else. Uh, and it speaks to the, the relationships that, that parents have with their, their children as well. Mm-hmm. It's also, and you got to understand this about the movie, we shot this when COVID was ramping up as an independent production company. And if I told you the budget, you'd probably fall out of your chair.
0: No, I I would probably understand it. I just shot a film for Scott Ennis in Denham Springs. I shot one day, I shot four scenes in one day with him. And uh, I know all about low-budget flicks. So that's why I told you. I might be. I, I pretty much walked away from all the big boys because I'm fed up with the politics. But if if you got a part for me and you're a small independent, I'll probably swing it. So but.
1: hey, say less, man. You, I'll be knocking on your door.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got my number now, bro. So there you go. You know. But this is a
1: film. This is a this is a testament to the passionate talent that is that is here in the state of Louisiana. We pulled this off. It's. Ninety percent of the film is one location, so it's almost like a stage play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, this film probably should not have happened, but here we are, about to premiere in a theater in their their largest their largest uh, on their largest screen. I mean, it's a it's a story. that the film itself is a story of a miracle. On top of the fact that I, I think it's a pretty good darn film.
0: You're going to premiere it at Celtic up in Baton Rouge?
1: No, it's uh we did some screenings at Celtic, mm-hmm. uh, which is where I'm currently based. Um, but this is the actual public premiere of it that will be at Celebrity Theaters um, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, and it'll be uh, December the 4th at 7 p.m. All right. Uh, yeah, tickets are—they're actually uh, in the process. You can RSVP now, but tickets are going to be on sale through their system uh, starting today.
0: Well, give me, so, give me a, give me a, a number and a and a website for people to go to.
1: Uh, okay, let's see if I can. Get,
0: let me see. Dude, Maybe you got to be good. able to sell tickets to your own movie, man. You know, you don't want to be hanging hang, hang out front hawking them like they're scalped or something, you know.
1: No. Well, the weird thing is, is that. Uh, Selling through their system was something they had never done before, so we're breaking new ground with uh, independent business with this particular theater chain. So that, that's part of what I'm talking about here is uh, we, we've got to forge these new ways, but you can go to celebrities' website, which is uh, uh, celebritytheaters.com, um, or you can give them a call at um, 225-755-3851. Um, the lady that's handling RSVP is Katie Valenciano. She's their marketing manager, um, and that's that. you can get in touch with her, reserve your seats, or go online and purchase your tickets. It's a red carpet event. Um, Greg Merriweather, who's uh, an Emmy Award uh, winning anchor here in Baton Rouge, will be there to introduce the film and do a Q&A afterwards. Perfect. Uh, that sounds- and so, yeah, we'll, we'll have a good time.
0: Perfect. That's Saturday, December the 4th, celebritytheaters.com to get your tickets to go see Trigger Girl. Thanks, Scott Sullivan. Much luck to you in the future. And I ain't kidding. You got a part for me. Give me a buzz. It's just a matter of working out the calendar, bro. Hey, I told you, man. We're, we're going to get it done. I'm with you. All right. Wrapping up a spudcast right after this. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch resistant lenses, dustbusters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps. The list just keeps on growing and it needs to keep on growing because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, Scott Sullivan, filmmaker. Trigger Girl. Good flick. Hope to see you at the movies. Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast Podcast. You can hear this uh, podcast on Red Circle and then on uh, Spotify and Google Podcasts and Stitcher and Public Radio and a whole bunch of other places including my Twitter account at Spud Got and also on Facebook pages Spud's friends and fans John McConnell and the Big TZ. More Spudcast fabulousness coming up in the week. In the meantime, uh, see you next time. Y'all watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.